it's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at penfed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. No one likes to talk about money, but everyone wonders if they're doing the right things with their money. Am I saving enough? Can I buy a house? Am I paying too much in taxes? Will I be able to retire? There's no easy way to understand how you're doing. Not knowing is limiting your potential. What if you could unlock insights about your finances in less than five minutes with a clear picture of where you stand today and where your money can work harder? Now you can with a free financial wellness score from facet.com. This isn't a boring retirement calculator. It's a simple way to know if your finances support the life you want to live. Haven't you waited long enough? Take the first step toward reducing your stress about money and reaching your full potential. Visit facet.com to take the free quiz and get your financial wellness score today. That's F-A-C-E-T.com. This ad is sponsored by Facet. Facet Wealth Incorporated is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. The topics and opinions expressed on the following show are solely those of the hosts and their guests and not those of W4WN Radio, its employees, or affiliates. We make no recommendations or endorsements for radio show programs, services, or products mentioned on air or on our web. No liability, explicit or implied, shall be extended to W4WN Radio, its employees, or affiliates. Any questions or comments should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for choosing W4WN Radio. Welcome to Success Secrets Exposed with Sally A. Curtis, where we share stories of challenge, success, and inspiration, along with practical tips and strategies to move you forward to your success. And now, here is your host, Sally A. Curtis. Good evening, good morning, and good day to you all. Welcome to another episode of Success Secrets Exposed. Today, we're going to do a bit of a deep dive into turning your existing uh, pain, or sorry, turning your pain into your purpose. I have a very, very special guest that I want to be able to share with you today, Macy. Um, somebody I met through a great networking um, events, um, and we've had some phenomenal conversations and to talk about purpose and overcoming um, is going to be such a great and inspiring story to share with you today. Let me give you a little bit of a background on her. I'm not going to share the entire background because I'm going to ask Macy to do that. And I want to dive straight in today uh, because I know we've got lots of sort of juicy topics um, and elements to discuss with you today. So one of the phrases that Macy has on her website, which I'm just going to read to you, really nails for me what she actually does. And it reads, I create stability and clarity for women with children going through divorce while, they, while providing neutrality as I minimise the stress and maximise the proceeds of selling the marital home. Macy's actually a realtor, uh, works in the real estate area in uh, Denver, in the metro area in the United States. And her story, which she's going to share with us today, has actually led her to be be that support and that guide for women in those circumstances whilst they go through um, the divorce process and finding and starting their 
new chapter in a new home. So if I can ask you to please welcome to the show, Macy O'Grady. Hello. Hello. Thank you so much for joining us. As I said, I'm super excited to uh, to be able to share your uh, very personal story with, uh, with the listeners and share the empowerment uh, that you've gone through personally and obviously that too that you've demonstrated for your girls. So I've been very, very touched and sort of got quite emotional when I was reading lots mm -hmm. of different content today before we've had the opportunity to speak. Um, so can I ask you if you can actually just share with the audience a little bit of your backstory that's actually led you to, to what you're doing now? Absolutely. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. And uh, honestly, you know, I'll talk a little bit about vulnerability, but here I am showing up completely vulnerable <laughs> to share my story with you. And, and what I've learned is that that vulnerability really does help and serve others. Um, so my story, uh, well, it's a long one, but I'll start with where it started about seven and a half years ago. Uh, I was told by my now ex-husband that he was wanting a divorce and we were moving into, you know, going to be moving apart and really starting the next chapter of my life. And uh, I spent probably about a week in a state of shock and wondering what I was going to do. I had, you know, two small girls. At the time, they were in middle school and elementary school. Mm -hmm. And uh, I had met my ex-husband when I was 21 years old. I had never made a major purchase without him. Mm -hmm. And I knew that uh, when, I, when I woke up from my, my week-long, probably nervous breakdown, I would say, and realized I get this opportunity to live this amazing life now. Um, and uh, I woke up and said, okay, I don't want to live in this house. I want to move somewhere else. And um, really started thinking about what does that look like? Mm. I, um, I was really nervous because like I said, I had never made a major purchase by myself. Everything had been done in partnership with my ex-husband. Mm. And my daughters and I actually moved in with my parents after we sold our marital home. And in the midst of that, I uh, came across a home that I absolutely fell in love with and actually even asked a few different people, should I do this? Can I do this? Like I just was so like I had just kind of lost myself for so long hmm. and didn't have the confidence to know that I could handle this, you know, and wasn't sure, you know, if financially I could do it and really went on a fact finding mission. Could I afford it? You know, can can I handle this? And I used the experts in my life, my financial advisor, my realtor at the time, uh, to give me that kind of uh, hand on the back to say, yeah, you can do this. And it turned out to be, it led me down a road that is where I, I am now. And it's been um, absolutely life-changing and amazing, um, yeah. the, the stability that came from making that decision. I think that's uh, you've touched on a couple of things there that when, when I was reading through the story is, you know, we do as women and, and I, 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 well, this has certainly been the case for me. You, we lose ourselves or parts of ourselves when we're in a relationship because yep. we very much throw ourselves into the into the partnership element. Yes. And you do forget 
almost how to make decisions on your own because we we make decision, decisions decisions in a, in that combined area okay. and then like you found yourself uh, on your own with the children um like i was it was like i'm on my own now i'm a single mom um you know what do i do you know literally what do i do next how do i do it you you, you just stop doing the you know the ability to move forward um but also having that as you put it the um the experts in your life which i love that and i know we'll end up circling back to that as mm -hmm. we go through but having the right people around you that are prepared to give you that hand up or put their hand on their back to give you yep. that support just while you're finding your own confidence your own sea legs while all of this change yes. is coming on i think is something yeah. i want to highlight. no please continue yeah no i was going to say a couple things one uh, the example that I use is that my life was on a game board and somebody came along and just hit the thing and everything threw up in the air and landed in all these different places. Yeah. So, you know, when you're talking about, you know, that wide eyed, like, I don't even know what I'm doing now. Everything about my life is different. Mm. Um, and, and I get to create it. I get to put it where I want to, I get to put all the pieces where I want to put them. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing is, you know, and I think we'll talk about this too, is I made a commitment to myself to go on a journey to really discover myself and to discover why did I lose myself in my relationship, mm. you know, with my ex-husband? Why, why did I lose my voice and where did it go? Mm. And that was... Um, you know, a lot of great things came from this, this awakening that I had after my divorce. And that was definitely one of them. I made a commitment to myself to live my life fully awake and yeah. awake to the things that were happening in my life and awake to the choices that I was making in response to those things that were happening in my life. Yeah. And I think that was the, uh, and that was why for me today, when I was reading through the website and sort of the, picking up on the words empowerment, it was that, and that's such a beautiful way of expressing expressing it, the awakening to being so so be, be, be not even becoming but being who you actually are and and going on that self discovery process. Yeah. Do you find um, that uh, women are up because I speak to lots of different women in a different arena? Women are wanting that, but often they can't find that initially as quickly as they'd like to so you seem to have transformed and sort of found sounds as found everything quite quickly so can you perhaps unpack that a little bit because of, of what you've done but also perhaps what you see with other women just to give some other examples to the audience sure I, you know i don't know that seven and a half years as quickly <laughs> i think you know i've done a lot of uh, reflecting on the things that have happened in the last seven and a half years of my life. Um, but I knew pretty quickly. Now, a couple things. One, there was a lot going on in my life at that particular time. And, and my main focus was trying to find st some stability for my girls. Yeah. And I would imagine that most women and most women that I have talked to and a lot of women that I work with they're in that same boat. Like I can't even think about myself yet because mm. I have to figure out getting my kids the stability that they need, yeah. you know, finding a home for them because in where I, you know, in the world I'm in now, this is about selling and or finding 
the home for them to, to have the stability that they need. Yeah. So for me at that time, my focus was very much on my kids. But then, you know, shortly after kind of finding my breath again, mm. that's really, I would say, when the journey started of, okay, and I don't love the oxygen mask. You know, you got to put your oxygen mask on before everybody else, because whoever wants to think about dying in a plane crash, but um, yeah. <laughs> it, it is, there's validity to it. You know, yeah. we have to take care of ourselves to be emotionally, physically, mentally, spiritually stable for our, for the, the little eyes that are looking up at us. And I just want to come back to something because I've I've just in that moment where we've spoken, I've just done something that I often laugh at and we see happen all the time about what, how we read someone's story and interpret the overnight success. So yeah. yes, you said about seven years and I remember talking uh, being in an event with Maggie Beer, who's one of our sort of iconic Australians, and she said, yeah, I'm a 50-year overnight success. Yeah. <laughs> it's very, very easy to read somebody's story and just like I just did, make an assumption that the decision was pretty quick and early on and then it just all unfolded from there. So I, I really wanted to highlight that because we all naturally think that everybody else does it so much quicker than us, where in reality it is a leaning into and it is yep. a, a incremental growth uh, pattern uh, and process. Absolutely. And so I pick that up too. No, I, I, I'm so glad you said that because even I look at other people and go, wow, look at, you know, how did they do that? But then I, you know, when I come back to what I would love to be and the value that I feel like I can add to other people and to other women who are going through this is maybe I can speed that up a little bit for them. Maybe they don't have to have as long of a time sitting in that, what am I going to do with my life thing? Mm -hmm. Or is it okay that I'm feeling scared or, you know, mm -hmm. uh, to, to provide some validation to them that they're exactly where they're supposed to be. Yeah. And I think that's, that's the important, uh, the important thing is that everybody's journey is different but has potential similarities where with the right person that's got the hand behind your back mm -hmm. and that little bit of extra support that little bit of guidance support um examples sharing can actually help just make them you know jump two little st two steps you know do a little little exactly jump. and that's what it's uh, really all about so from obviously the, lots of the personal development that you've done, you obviously weren't in real estate at the time. So talk through why why that became so for you. Yeah, absolutely. So I shared a little bit about the my personal story around selling my marital home, finding the next home where I say really started my next chapter of my life. Mm. Um, so that's kind of the, the personal lane. And then the professional lane was, um, I came out of my divorce. I had been working um, for small businesses, absolutely loved working in small business and, you know, really developed an expertise around process and systems and mm -hmm. helping small businesses with that. And so after my divorce, I leaned more into that. I was working with more small businesses and was shortly after my divorce introduced to a gentleman who owned a real estate company. And he needed help with his systems and process. Well, aside from purchasing my own home, I had never really learned much about real estate. 
Well, because he was doing so many different things, you know, between owning rentals and property management and fix and flips and, and, and a brokerage and like all of that, I just dove deep into that and gained an expertise in so many different areas of real estate and absolutely fell in love with it. And from the encouragement of, of the knowledge that I had gained, I ended up uh, doing, you know, fixing up my own home, selling it and then purchasing a new home and doing a full renovation of that yeah. home, which I don't think I have, would have had the ability to do that, you know, without this real estate knowledge that I had gained. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and it was scary. It was really, really scary. I had sleepless nights <laughs> uh, waiting, you know, the project went long, the project went over budget. Um, and then the second I moved in, I was like, this is, this is exactly what I needed to be doing and pushed me. Yeah. yeah. And that's um, so I love that you actually and sounds as though serendipitously um, and I love how uh, serend serendipitous uh, works within our life. Uh, when, when we start to become on purpose and we start to grow into yes. you know, who we're meant to be, you found the right person that was in small business that literally threw you in the deep end and being such a lifelong learner and somebody that mm -hmm. likes to learn and discover and help be helpful to other people, you've had the opportunity to, to learn what sounds like an, an incredible multi-layered uh, introduction into the real estate uh, scene. So it wasn't, you weren't just introduced to selling real estate, but you introduced to all of the different variants. Um, and then you've sort of popped out the end, end again, makes it sound quick and easy. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but you've done, um, you've, you know, you've done your, your, uh, your uh, we call them tick and flicks here. Um, and you, then you've done a re reno and now you're sort of in that, in that sales arena. So um, did you, did you dive into the sales side of things uh, before or after you did your, reno your renovations and your tick and flicks or was that sort of all happening at once? Yeah, so it was really, it was shortly after, and it really was a pandemic moment. It was, uh, am I living in my purpose? You know, I was working for this gentleman and really running his businesses and all of that, but but I just didn't feel that fulfillment. I didn't feel that sense of purpose. Yeah. I, and I had been working with some clients, and I remember that feeling of helping you know them buy a home and going ooh there's something there just and <laughs> yeah i mean it, it, it just was so fulfilling and at the in the beginning of the pandemic you know you kind of did that like or i did a lot of people did, did yeah is this what i want to be doing is this really lighting me up and somewhere along the line somebody said oh what you know what if you focused on working with women going through divorce and i was like oh that's a yes <laughs> big yes um and so shortly after that i um made the decision to to leave that company and everything came into alignment it, it's i've never had this happen to me before um, you know, and I'm going to be 50 this year. And so, you know, 49 years of, uh, of finding my purpose and, and the moment that I put out to the universe, what it is I wanted to be doing, everything just flowed into my life. Yeah. Um, that was meant to be the brokerage that I started working for the branding that I was doing, the, the value that I've been able to add to people, mm. I mean, has been amazing. Yeah, um, I, I, I love that. And that's, it, and it, isn't it funny, you, you'll have, 
um, throughout life you'll have little you know little little moments where you where something lights you up where you've you've been helping one of the women obviously in real estate and you've helped been helping them sell a home and then you have a or you have one of those oh that was really great moments mm -hmm. and then sit and settle down uh, but to be in the position where you're able to recognize them and I think that's what's been so great about the pandemic is yes. we've actually awakened to that sensory elements of those things yes. that occur for us that we actually are more ready and willing to seize them um, which I think is very very exciting yeah absolutely so with the, um, I suppose I'd like to delve into the von the vulnerability side of it and how your how you've utilised your story, your love of helping others, um, and uh, real estate. How how have you worked all of that together to really help your audience find you as their go to person when they're going through sort of some of their toughest times? For me the most vulnerable thing I've been doing is sharing my story yeah, and sharing it in a way that aligns with my value system. Um, you know, I feel very, um, that it's really, really important to understand that, you know, positivity and optimism are important. And, you know, I think things happen to you, not for you, you know, it's happened for you, not to you, I guess. And, um, you know, to, so I wanted to share my story in a way that would give people a little bit of light when they're mm -hmm. going through something hard. Um, mm -hmm. But in order to do that, like I said at the very beginning, in order to do that, I have to put myself out there. And I remember when I started sharing my story on, on social media and, you know, the outlets that I have, I just was like, oh my gosh, this is like, this is really scary. <laughs> I'm not sure I like how this feels, but then I started to get feedback and, and really just something started to expand inside of me of this is, this is hard, but it's worth it. And mm. I'm, I really do believe that what I'm sharing can help people yeah. and to make them feel not so alone and to like, you know, provide validation, like I said before. Mm, for the mm. way they might be feeling and the things that they might be going through yeah yeah and I love one of your you you talk about the we can do hard things mm -hmm. um, and starting so that was obviously the starting point of sharing some of those uh the vulnerability and the the, the fear and the trepidation and the, oh my god what will happen next uh, side of things is part of you know doing the hard things so what was one of the um, or some of the moments that really hit home or reactions, I suppose, I'm thinking more of your audience here, of what was the feedback that the audience gave you that sort of inspired you to continue? You know, really it's just hearing from people and, and when I would show up somewhere, them connecting to me and going, wow, I loved hearing that. Like, it was such a great, you know, thank you for sharing that or little comments you know, on, on, you know, on the social media posts. Mm. Um, and really the, the, the biggest compliment that I got um, was a client that was referred to me who listened to another one of my podcasts. Yep. Um, she had just been through a divorce. She's looking to buy a new home and we sat and had coffee and she said, you know, so-and-so referred me to you and she sent me your podcast and I listened to it and I thought I knew it. I know I need to meet her. I know I need to talk to her because mm. what I was sharing with her was in alignment with what she was going through. 
And, and I think that people like to surround themselves with people who can show them that they can get through this hard stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. Um, and I think, um, oh, there's, there's so many lessons in that in, in itself. It's, uh, from, from, you know, reflecting upon our own experiences, um, sharing the experiences, and then I'm going to use the phrase surrounding yourself with the right people. Now, in her case, she had the right person that shared um, the podcast, so you were sort of surrounded in in that manner. But yeah. there's so many layers of that surrounding yourself with the the right people, um, both from your experience of how you've got to where to where you are, but also the experience that you're now providing with those women um, because because you, they're um i suppose they're seeing the mirror of, of what they're going through mm-hmm. through your through your experience as well and it gives them um that little that you know that little edge of of confidence to keep going for, uh, to keep going forward which is beautiful so what do you find um are some of the common just for those women you know for those in this case i'm sort of asking the question more for those friends of women that are, you know, might go through this, mm-hmm. uh, going through this now. What are some of the common? I'm going to use the word problems, but that's not quite what I mean. What are some of the common challenges or emotions or feelings or elements that um, these women sort of start to experience when they when their world suddenly is, uh, or their, um, you know, puzzle board's just been thrown up in the air yeah, and yeah. Just moved. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, for me, and for, you know, the women that I've been working with, there's a, I mean, there's so, 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 so many emotions, Um, particularly when you have kids, um, there is, there's just that layer of, of this mama bear (laughs) that, that wants to make sure that their kids are okay. And there's so much that you cannot control that's going on. Mm. And so you do feel very, helpless at times, really lonely at times, especially if you're in a situation where you don't have a co-parent that's helping you um, or or a co-parent is there and they're not, they're trying to help, but they're not helping. <laughs> um, you know, I, I, there's just a tremendous amount of responsibility that you feel that you, that is really hard um, it's hard to feel any connection with anybody at that time because you feel like everything is on your shoulders and you do, you kind of feel like nobody can really understand what this is like. Mm. And um, so for the people that are supporting those people, um, you know, just being there and listening and not, don't even, don't give advice because you you haven't been there. So you don't really know, just like I wouldn't provide advice to somebody that I don't know, you know, that I've never been through, but it's really more about just, holding space for them to be kind of a mess and to not maybe not be a great friend at the time, because it's really hard to put energy into those friendships when you've got, you know, in my case, two little people that I had to be making sure that they were taken care of and, and, you know, know that that they'll come around, you know, they're going to find their footing. They'll get the, they'll get the game pieces put back in where they want their, where they want it to be. And then they'll start thriving. 
yeah absolutely and i love that the scenario around the, you know that whole mama bear concept because when you think of mama bear with the you know got your mama bear arms that wet that inward focus on the on the little people and what's going on and providing the this protection and the the comfort and this as much stability using the words that you talked about as, as mm -hmm. possible little people as that as they go through it so you talk about um I think it was on your website and in the notes that we had um, about how you're now involving the girls in the uh, in the empowerment process that you've been through, but also in what's going on in your world. Can you share a little bit of about where that where and what that has done uh, for the girls from the from your experience being in that mum and bear moment, and now you'll be having your proud mum and bear moments as the girls have you know grown and uh, grown through that and thrived in their own way as well. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'll be completely honest and let you know that they're, you know, teenage girls <laughs> and they I raised them to be very strong girls and they are. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so we don't always uh, see eye to eye on everything, but I think that's part of, of what was created from all of this is yeah. that, you know, they are are really learning to be very independent and um you know my oldest daughter she's away at college and i mean our relationship is better i think than it's ever been you know she she was home uh for her freshman year of college there she wasn't able to go away for school like she thought she could because of the pandemic and everything and and so now she's away at school and i just i see her thriving um i see her really you know i i, I I don't know if I can say what they think about the experience. I just know that, you know, I hold my head high knowing that I have given them a really good example of how to handle hard things. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's, um, that, that, that's the beautiful message because for me, uh, going through a divorce with mine and uh, with my ex-husband, we, that took five years, um, for us to go through that. And I remember mm -hmm. Uh, talking with Rory because he would have been five when it, when the process started and a few years in um, he I remember him coming home from school because we have shared kids so we did 50 50 um, and by this stage Andrew had um, he had a new girlfriend and an extended family and Rory used to come up he goes I so love coming up here because it's so quiet. I come up here to rest. <laughs> so as a little person, that just him finding the benefits of being in in a in a dual household, and he ended up with uh, additional siblings and uh, additional grandparents because we didn't have neither uh, my ex or myself had um, grandparents as we mm. as we down so there's lots of benefits that can come out of it that they can look back on later or that helps to shape um, their shape their life. So we will often, you know, talk about little stories of, oh, you remember when we, you know, that where it all went to crap then and then we did this and then we we, we realised that, where, where you can talk about those teachable moments um, and see the children um, be in their, you know, strength. And I'm sort of almost gritting my teeth with that because I'm going through <laughs> that with Rory at the moment. <laughs> you know he has become that strong man and I was really good at saying no but I don't like it when I have no said to me as frequently yes <laughs> yeah the dynamic starts to shift a little when they get older for sure yeah very much so it was like no 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 you say yes you don't say no that's yeah. 
no, like an hour. What's going on? But that's you know that's the strength, um, the independence, and the you know, you know, this is who I am. And no, I don't want to take the dog for a walk with your mum because yeah. I just don't want to. I'm talking to my friends, but it's exactly like, yeah, all that sort of stuff. Which yeah, is a treasure in itself. Absolutely. And, and and I think the best is yet to come to see how they continue with their life and how the example that we have served for them will mm. will guide them and, and guide them in making choices that maybe they wouldn't have had they not seen um, mm. what I had gone through. My ex-husband moved out of state um, about a little less than a year after we had separated. And so I you know, took on the role of kind of being everything for them and doing the best I could to provide, you know, stability for them. Mm. And, um, you know, I think they would say that I did that because, you know, visiting their dad was challenging because they didn't live with him and they didn't see him very often. And, and uh, in the short time that he did live here, you know, he's called it the re-entry. They would come back home and kind of let it all out because I was a safe space for them. Um, yes, because things were different with him. They weren't, you know, my the, the household that I ran was very different than the household that he ran. Yeah. And uh, they would come in and just kind of like, ah, you know, let it all out. And um, but that's what I wanted. You know, I wanted to be that safe place for them, for, for them to share how they were feeling and to feel their feelings really? and to know that they had the safety to be able to do that. And they were going to be loved no matter what. Yeah, yeah, and I think for us, I certainly remember that with uh, with Rory, that would be his his experience. And I remember talking with my ex husband at the time, and him saying, "He's just like you." Um, so I would end up being, you know, the the counterbalance or the you know the communicator between the two. And then Rory would used to say, "Well, I I, I need this to happen. How do I need to address it with Dad?" Right. Uh, We'd have we him and I would do that, but then the you know the, the tables turned, and then Andrew and I would be having uh, more conversations. So for me, this became a demonstration of you know communication, which is what we didn't have before, but we you know have extraordinarily yes. now. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, and my ex and I would um, have a conversation, and we'd go, you know, he would say something to me, and I go, no, 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 Rory eats that here. He actually cooks that for himself here. Oh well, he doesn't eat that at our house. <laughs> And then we'd have the conversations and share notes on what he did and didn't do between the two different houses and you know how how they how they play the game. Oh yes. <laughs> which is always beautiful, which is part of building strong, uh, strong little people as far as I'm yes. concerned. Yes. We, we, you just we, have to put up those those boundaries for them <laughs> that the they don't like. Yeah. Yeah, very much so. So one of the things that I also remember reading was um when I was reading the different notes and the different things on your website was the the shift in confidence for women when they find and get their new home and they mm -hmm. start that new chapter. So if I look at my, when I was I f reflecting on that, I sort of feel for those five years because it took all that time to get stuff sorted out yeah. that I was almost transient. I wasn't transient because I was living somewhere in, a, in that environment, but I was still in that waiting, you know, that I'm still sort of stuck in that limbo mode. Um, and it sounds as though in the US things move quite quickly from selling a home to getting a new home. So that sounds quite different to what we have here in Australia. Mm -hmm. um, and it sounds as though that element, there's a, there's a, there's a, you know, an on, an off switch and an on switch almost occurs. Yep. So can you 
sort of share some of the experience around that? Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, for me, moving into this home by myself with my two kids was scary and exciting at the same time. You know, we can have both at the same time. And it was exciting because, and, and I did, I remember feeling this shift of, ooh, this is all mine to take care of. And that's a bad thing sometimes too, because it's like, uh, you know, the, the water pump just went out or the sprinkler pump just went out, whatever I'm trying to say. And see, I don't even know what it's called. And I'm like, what do I even do? Oh, I have to call somebody to fix that. You know, cool. it wasn't like, oh, hey, you know, husband, can you go get that, take care of that for me? Or, you know, like things that I hadn't really ever had to deal with because I was in a pretty traditional marriage where my ex-husband handled all of that stuff. And yeah. so to be able to step into to handling all of that and taking care of that stuff is, is, is really, it just gives you this boost of confidence that, that I didn't have. And, and whether it's, you know, the, the more traditional stuff or not, it's just doing it all on your own gives yeah. you such a sense of, of accomplishment and, and confidence that you really didn't have the opportunity to do before. Mm. And it becomes so much more expansive because as, as I'm listening to the words and you're sharing, you sort of go from being sort of this much of it, this much of an individual with this much capability yes. to then just sort of being thrown in the deep end. I remember for me it was the, and as much as it's still a pet peeve, I actually really like doing it now. It was like, do you mean to say I've got to mow the lawn every <laughs> fortnight because it grows that much? Yes. <laughs> well, I hired for that. <laughs> I never wanted to do it. But here's a funny quick story that I will tell you. I had to have a tree removed from my front yard. And I was like, oh, I need to go buy sod to cover up the hole that was taken out. So I go to the I go to the hardware place, I buy the sod and I pick up some gloves and it's heavy and I, but I'm doing it and it's great. And then I go to open up the gloves and they were packaged wrong. And it was like two left-handed gloves. And like, that was the straw that broke the camel's back. I started crying. I'm like, I cannot do like, this is so much. <laughs> I just wanted to get it done. And it was so heavy and hard. And then the gloves, I didn't have the gloves and you know, it was one of those like moments where I just was like, I, this is so hard. I can't do it, but I could, I did. <laughs> it yeah. all got done. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And see, I can, I can relate to that. The taking the, chopping the tree down, I, that, I would have been all over that, but this mundane mowing the lawn business, <laughs> but it's actually funny because I haven't, I did have somebody doing it. I continue to do it myself because I've got a certain way that the pattern goes because, nice. you know, systematic and patterns and all the rest of it. <laughs> I like the way the pattern does it and Rory does it. And then I laughed the other day when Rory did it. I went, he does it the reverse pattern like his father does. Have Rory. <laughs> <laughs> And it was just ingrained and it was like, oh, my gosh. So, uh, again, funny story, which you get to share with the kids. I, I mentioned that to him because he said, why are you laughing when he came in? I said, I'm laughing because you cut the lawn the same way as your dad does. <laughs> it was the reverse to the way that I actually like it because, you know, I'm a control freak. Yeah. And then I, we went through the, um, the uh, photo album and there was lots of photos of um, Rory with his dad out with, you know, his little plastic lawnmower <laughs> going exactly the way his dad does. does. Oh, that's funny. And those are those funny stories that you get to share um, with them when you're able to reflect back and yes. you have the ability to laugh at or grow and then laugh 
uh, often in that order versus the reverse order. Yes, which actually, uh, you know, I did want, want to talk more a little bit about the vulnerability piece, because to be able to do that, to be able to look at, I mean, you could have just gotten mad and said, you know, I don't want to do it that way. Your father does it that way. It's like, no, I'm going to open myself up and be vulnerable. Go, oh, it's actually okay that it's this way, you know, but that's, that's not easy. It's not easy to do that. No, that's true. And thank you for acknowledging that as being vulnerable because I wouldn't have thought of that. That was just me sort of having a laugh. But in reality, it is it is it is opening up and sharing a story from from something. So thank you because our vulnerability has always been more of a challenge for for me than uh, I care to admit. So thank you. <laughs> yeah. If, if, do you have any additional insights that you want to share around that vulnerability piece? We're sort of heading into the last little bit, and I want to make sure people know about the free download that you've got as well. But I'd love you to share what other additional insights that you have. Uh, please feel free to do so. Absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, you know, the, the we can do hard things. Um, I didn't come up with that. That's a Glennon Doyle um, comment um, quote, but I embraced it because everything that's happened in my life, um, I've gotten through every hard thing that's happened in my life. I've gotten through because I was willing to be vulnerable enough to do it and mm -hmm. know that I wasn't going to be good at it. And then vulnerable mm -hmm. enough to say that was really hard, um, but I did it. And I, I think that there's something really powerful that comes from being able to look inward at our stuff and take responsibility where it's ours to take, not mm. when it's not, <laughs> um, and learn and grow from that. I yeah. think that's a really, uh, I think that vulnerability is a strength. Absolutely. Yeah. When, you're, when you're willing to be, talk about how you're scared, to talk about where you might have done something wrong. Um, when you have the space, the safe space to be able to do that is really powerful. Yeah, yeah. I think in reality, if I now listen and reflect differently, I think we are we all do that. We may just not identify or label it as being vulnerable because I, yeah. I, I'm listening. They're going, oh yeah, that's what I'd call as a kick the cat moment. Not that I kick cats, but it's where I'm having a hissy fit and a little thing, and then I might yep. flop on the floor and have a cry, yep. and then I just go, wow, you idiot, and then get you know, then you get it, get yeah on with it and so I suppose we all do have different ways of of re reacting and reflecting mm -hmm. now I know from my own journey the reacting is a lot less uh, now whereas it would have been you know ginormous yeah. and huge the reacting um, is a lot less but the reflection is a lot more and a lot deeper and out of that comes a, a lot more and that's where that expansion uh, the ability to continue to expand keeps it does occur I whole, wholeheartedly agree with everything you've just said. Thank you. Now, I would love you to share a little bit more um, about the five questions to ask um, as it relates to when you're um, going through divorce, which is one of your downloadables. I did have a look at it and had a bit of a laugh around the um, the comment around the lawyers and the um, filing paperwork or just doing files because I remember that distinctly. So can you share a little bit about the um, the free downloadable that you've got for the uh, for the audience today to help them with their journey? Yeah, yeah. I you know when I was going through my divorce, I was pretty clear on that I didn't want to be in my marital home. It just didn't it never really felt like a place that I 
felt comfortable. Um, and so for me, it was a really e easy decision um, to leave. But for some people, it isn't. Some people, it's the best place to be. Um, yeah. But I think that the reason I came up with this downloadable is, like I said earlier, you're in just a fog. All the game pieces are flying everywhere. And it's, it's so hard to get to the logical part of your brain when there's so much emotion going on. And so I wanted to create just some, you know, just some really great questions to ask yourself yeah. as it relates to you, but as it relates to your kids as well. What's, where's the best place for them to be? And what are all the different options to consider? Um, where, you know, where should you live close to their school? Are you moving schools? I mean, there's lots of different um, options that are there. And so I wanted to provide some guideposts for people when they were really in that just fog and, and not sure what was going to happen tomorrow, let alone where they should live and making these decisions that could, you know, would, would last a really long time. Mm -hmm. And I think that's such a beautiful uh, expression, the guideposts, and I think that's very much the conversation um, that we've had today and that I've experienced in everything that I've read in the blogs that I was reading on your website is you literally are the, the guidepost or the guide that's helping people along and uh, through your own experience, your own understanding, um, the, having the right people that you've had around you that have been, you know, that person that's had their hand on their back and that you're now doing that for them. So um, that guidepost and being the guide within all of that, I think, is very, very testament to who you are and what you have to offer. So from um, the way I understand real estate works in the US, you have um, a different web, you've got your own website and within that website there is the Live Laugh Denver and that takes people through to your real estate, if I said that around the right way? Yes, you did. Yes, Live Laugh Denver is the name of the brokerage that I work for. Um, the MacyO'Grady.com is, is, just tells you a little bit more about me and then from there you can click in, um, see the listings that I have, see um, homes that are for sale and really kind of set up a search and all that kind of stuff. So. So, yes. Beautiful. I do want to let people know about but going to the uh, Macy's actual main website, which we'll have just had up on the screen. There is lots of great resources there. There is the five questions to ask yourself when deciding where to live after divorce. Um, there is also lots of great uh, blog articles that are from, from yourself. You've got your podcast where you're sharing more inspiration. Um, and there's some also some articles in there from some of your um, key people within your network as well. So it's a fabulous resource uh, for anybody that knows anybody or anybody that's starting to go through that process and wondering what's next. Uh, you can do a little bit of quiet uh, learning and then reach out to Macy to certainly help you further on that journey. So in uh, closing, Macy, we've got a couple of minutes left. Is there anything else, any tips that you'd like to share, um, any steps that you'd like to share or anything else you'd like to share with the audience as we go into close? Yeah, well, I, I always tell people that I, I, if, if you're contemplating or in the middle of divorce, I'd love to be a resource for you. I, I don't care if you have real estate or not. I don't care if you're in Denver or not. You know, I have a very large resource 
um, of uh, divorce professionals um, that I um, am in relationship with, that I refer business out to, um, that I didn't have when I was going through my divorce. I was very wide-eyed. Nobody I knew had really been divorced recently. None of my friends had ever been through it. And I didn't really want to talk to too many people about it who hadn't been through it. So I always tell people, if you know anybody who's going through divorce, I am happy to be a resource for you. Would love to chat with you, um, share my experience, be a light for you to show you that you can get through this Mm -hmm. and you'll come out better on the other side. Yeah, absolutely. Couldn't have said that better than what you did. So thank you very much. And that was definitely the essence that I've picked up off off of uh, all of the resources that I was having a lovely time reading through, uh, etc, to get to the essence of you. Even though we've had some great conversations, it was nice to sort of really feel um, how you support and be that guide to those uh, to the women that are going through that when they're in their mama bear moments. Yes. So. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very, very much, uh, Macy. It's been an absolute pleasure um, sharing the, the, the episode with you today. Thank you very much for our listeners and we will certainly look forward to seeing you again on another um, next week on another episode of Success Secrets Exposed. What we'll do now very, very quickly is just go to a quick commercial break and then we'll wrap up the show. Thank you very much. Are you a speaker, coach or consultant wanting to increase your reach and impact? Need to save time and leverage your resources? Content repurposing is the fastest way to increase your visibility, credibility, and profitability online and reach your audience with ease. You already sit on a mountain of gold that is highly valuable to your audience. It's in your books, training manuals, articles, and presentations. We regularly turn clients' books into 12 to 24 months worth of content. Let us turn your existing content into visually stunning bite-sized content tiles. Content repurposing is the easiest way to turn your past into profits. Turn your existing content into bite-sized glitter that you can sprinkle everywhere with ease to attract your ideal audience. Let us amplify your voice, your message, and your impact. Find out more at sallyacurtis.biz. Thank you very, very much. And just as part of a wrap up, I do want to ask everyone to um, say thank you to Macy. Do connect with her uh, on the social media cha- uh, channels. Do check her out on her on the website as well, MacyO'Grady.com, um, because she very much is a resource for you. You'll find lots of um, lots of things for you to go through there as well. One of the key takeaways for me is um, from our conversation today is to remember that you do have lots of experts in your life that can help you move you forward. Um, So that was a great takeaway and a great reminder uh, for me today. So thank you very, very much, Macy, for sharing so much with us and sharing so much of your vulnerability and your story with us as well. Thank you very, very much. Thank you so much for having me. My absolute pleasure. So as a bit of a uh, wrap up as we finish the show, if yourself uh, or people that you know have got a great story and they're on a quest or they're on a mission to make change and to support people, then certainly do reach out to me. We're always looking for great guests that have found their purpose and are now helping other people find their purpose or have significant forward movement. So thank you from me. Thank you again to Macy. And I look forward to seeing you next week on another episode of Success Secrets Exposed. Thank you very much and take care. Bye. 
That's it for this week's episode. Thank you so much for joining us, and I trust that you got some inspirational tips to move you forward. You can find this episode along with many more on your favorite streaming platform such as iHeartRadio, Spotify, iTunes, and more. See you next Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time for more success secrets exposed with Sally A. Curtis.